Hey everyone, welcome to Wiki's preview for round two of the NRL. We're going to have a look at NRL Fantasy and NRL Supercoach. General plan for this video, similar to last week, except now we've obviously got some actual footy to talk about. Um, so we'll go through quickly what happened last week, what's happening with um, Fantasy and Supercoach, either price changes, captaincy picks, uh, popular traded in, traded out players, all that stuff. And we'll go through the actual teams for this week, what the changes are and how that might impact your Supercoach or NRL Fantasy teams. Um, for next week onwards, we're going to ask for some Q&A questions from people on our Discord or people on socials. Um, this week, it's pretty obvious to see what some of the problems are that people are going through. And there's a lot to talk about and, and dissect from round one. Um, as always, guys, you can go through our link tree or our website. Uh, but our link tree has links to everything. Uh, by the time that you see this, we'll have updated these with a lot of uh, NRL round two links. Um, but pretty much, you can follow us on socials. Uh, you can join our Discord, our newsletter. All this stuff's free to join, by the way. Um, you can play Draft Stars. That's paid daily fantasy sport. So you can make a team literally just for one game. Um, I think this Thursday, we've got a 30K contest. So there's $30,000 where the price is just for the Thursday night game. Um, we've also got like a, a Google spreadsheet that I've made up with expected minutes, goal kickers for every team. I'm probably going to try to add in left and right side of the field either this round or next round. So I'll update that for, for round two before you guys see this video um, and a bunch of other stuff. Like, for example, if you're into punting, we're going to have a punters preview article, uh, YouTube video and a, a podcast episode as well, just like we do with fantasy. So feel free to check that out if that's what you're what you're interested in. Uh, but let's get straight into it, guys. NRL round two. Obviously, we had Teamless Tuesday. Just a quick note for fantasy and coach players that might not have known this. Teams come out every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Sydney time uh, on NRL.com. It's the first thing on the homepage as soon as you log in there. Um, but we'll go through it very quickly, team by team, and then we'll get into the fun stuff of sort of price changes and captaincy picks and all that stuff um, on NRL.com, Fantasy, and also NRL Supercoach. So first up, oh, this is going to be another super cracker. So the Panthers obviously had, that's two games in a row that they've lost 13-12 at home. One was the World Club Challenge, obviously, and, and then last week on Friday night against the Broncos. Obviously, a lot of people would have been surprised that um, given the way the Broncos finished last season, for them to upset the the reigning um, you know, back-to-back premiers at home in Penrith, that was a huge surprise. But um, similarly, I think with the Rabbitohs, them losing... Oh, sorry. They did beat the Sharks, actually, but they had a couple of big injuries out of it. Totola, he was he got a HIA concussion in the first minute, <laughs> which is pretty um, pretty gruesome to watch, actually. Um, and then they had um, Jai Arrow, who did his hammy. He's definitely out this week, and he might actually be out for another week or two, given how that looks. Um, aside from that, though, the Panthers... Let's have a look. So, Scotty Sorensen, he's out. He was on the bench last week. Aaron Totola, as I discussed... Um, the changes here. So Tom Burgess, he ends up starting for Totola being out. Um, Cheekamp, he was actually starting the game um an hour before kickoff. He he was actually starting, so he did start last game and he's gonna be starting again. So he holds that second row spot away from Jairo, obviously being injured. Aside from that, Moale and, and Mitchell had to play big minutes last week. Um, they'll likely they probably won't have to play as many minutes as they did last week, because obviously. Arrow and um, Totola barely got to play. But um, yeah, look for them to have increased roles as well. Uh, if you don't have them already, by the way, I wouldn't be trading them in because they've got um, Havili, Sele, uh, obviously Totola next week, most likely, and then Arrow. Like that's a lot of forwards that are about to come back soon. So if you had them already in your team, great. It worked out better than you probably expected. And you're probably going to get a few more price rises out of them, which would be great. Um, 
but I wouldn't be trading either of those guys in. Um, on the Panthers side, I think nothing too surprising. Um, in the preseason, there's a lot of talk that Brian Toole is going to get his left wing position back, but Taruva was playing there. That's just like a quick one to note. Um, aside from that, like the Rabbitohs, Ilias had a great game, um, and they obviously went to the right quite a bit. I think Cam Graham scored at least one try, if not two. He was really good on the right edge for uh, for the Rabbitohs. Going to the next game, 6 p.m. game, it's going to be another cracker. Um, the Sharks had a uh, a good win. Oh, sorry. Sharks had a, a loss to the Rabbitohs, and the Eels also had a loss to the Storm. Both of them played reasonably well, but I think they're both, um, they, they'll both expect to play a lot better this week. Um, I think for the Sharks, the big one's Nico Hines. For Fantasy and Supercoach, he was, um, he was talked about, obviously, like, oh, he might be missing one week. There's rumors that he's going to miss multiple weeks. Now it's obviously been two weeks. He hasn't been named. Um, according to all the rumors, like it's most likely that he probably misses one more week. Um, but again, you know, I think everyone out there is just guessing at the moment. So I think for now, if you picked up Trindle, uh, especially in NRL fantasy at a cheap price, well done. He scored a try last week. Nailed a couple of um sideline conversions. And I think he got a try assist or two. And, and could have actually had one more. I think there was a forward pass in there. There's a drop ball on the left side. I forgot if it was Trindle or Moylan. But anyways, they were very... I think Trindle, you'll see, you should actually play a lot better this week. Up against the Eels, probably not as strong as the Rabbitohs as well. This should be a really fun game to watch. Um, in terms of team changes, Wade Graham, um, he contested... I don't know why he did this, but he contested the uh, the high shot. Who did he get last week? I think it was Mawale that he absolutely smashed. Um, but... He did get him high, and yeah, it was never going to look good. Wade Graham, unfortunately, misses out for four weeks now. Williams is out as well. So it actually doesn't make a huge difference. They've actually got a pretty stacked pack. Tracy comes in as the utility, uh, and Royce Hunt is back from injury. And the main changes for them. Um, for the Eels, Lumi Lumi, um, not a massive, um, probably not his fault that he's getting replaced, but Sean Russell, he was out. I think it was suspended for one week. Um, but he's back and he's ready to go. So he's back on the Eels, um, on the Eels wing. Um, <laughs> so Cartwright, Dory, Hopgood, obviously Hopgood, Fantasy, or Supergirl. She was an absolute gun, um, did really well. People are even considering for um, for captaincy. And I think that's actually fine, given that Meadow's not back till, uh, Ryan Madison's not back till round four. Um, Lane's probably not back till after that. Nathan Brown still isn't even on the team list. So I think if you're going to go um, Captain Hopgood, this week and probably next is your time. A um, little bit of a pot option up against um, Cleary, who's up against the Rabbitohs, which should be a tricky game. Um, going into, I think I'll move on to the next game. Nothing much else here to talk about. Um, with the Broncos, the big one is Reese Walsh. So um, obviously Cobo was playing fullback. Arthurs was wing. But now Walsh goes, comes back or, or comes into the starting Broncos side as the fullback. Um, their big signing, and then Cobo goes back to the wing. That actually looks like a really bloody good back line. So you've got, you know, Walsh and Mam, the two live wires, you know, Cobo, Staggs, Farnworth played excellent. I think he scored two tries as well, at least one try, looked really good. And then Oates, obviously, the, the veteran. Um, and then Reynolds put some class at the top. That's actually a really bloody good back line. And then you've got the, um, you know, Haas, Carrigan, um, in, in the forwards, obviously, Capewell, Ricky, all right. And then, yeah, to, to Powers and Old Head. Like, that Broncos team, especially playing at Suncorp, is going to be pretty pretty good to watch this year and should put up a good fight against the Cowboys, 
got a really settled lineup. I'm just trying to think if they've got any. No, neither team has any sort of big outs. Um, yeah, Ayers obviously on the edge of this season. Aside from that, really not too much to talk about for either team. Um, so I'll scroll through. Roosters Warriors. <laughs> the Roosters got upset by the Dolphins last week. Like I genuinely thought they were going to put a cricket score on um on the Dolphins, and obviously like they ended up losing by. I think it was six or 12 points, but not a good result for the Roosters. Um, And since then, they've got Matt, Matthew Lodge. If you saw the photo of him, it's bloody scary. He's like, he's got like a dent in the side of his head. <laughs> so he'll be out for at least a month, apparently, if not longer. Um, Egan, Egan Butcher, I think he got, oh, he got sinbin, I think, from memory. But um, it looked like he was going to miss a couple of weeks. But luckily for the Roosters, he hasn't. So he'll be playing. Radley had a pretty bad concussion last week. And I think this yeah this is less than seven days from that so i've got a feeling that he's going to end up sort of like missing out last minute but again not you know, we don't know for sure until an hour before kickoff but i just don't see how he recovers from that head knock and plays within seven days of the incident so that'll be one to look out for um the other one is brandon smith so i don't think there's anything official on him but felice kafusi bloody hammered him um and it looked like he had some pretty badly busted ribs um, I think a lot of people are, are trading him out this week based on the fact that like he does look busted he may potentially be a laid out and obviously they've got their buy coming up I think in round three or four this year um, so just one, one to be wary of I wouldn't drop him just because he had one bad score but if you think he's playing busted that he might be that he might be ruled out and he's got the buy coming up and you can actually do something really good with that money personally I'm doing that actually in my team so uh, I think only trade him out if you're really happy with what you're doing with him. Don't just trade him out because he had one poor score. Because you look at this pack and like you know he's going to have to play big minutes because they're missing more than half their forward pack. Um, aside from that, Manu's ah, that's right, Joseph Manu's back. Um, how did I miss that? There you go, Joseph Manu's back. Um, for the for the Roosters, which will add some class. But I think like they had Walker. Sam Walker, Kiri Tedesco, and um, Suwali last week. So it's not like they didn't have a good backline and they're up against the Dolphins and they got smacked. So I don't know how much of a difference Manu is going to make, but I definitely know that the forward pack is going to have to step up. So that'll be really interesting. Now, if Radley's out as well, that almost cements Brandon Smith having to play lock. Um, so you'd expect like Turpin to get another sort of like 50 minutes or even more at hooker. That'll be an interesting one to look at. Um, from the Warriors' point of view, I don't think they've got any B-ins or outs. Uh, nope, not really. Uh, pretty much the same side. I think it might be exactly the same side. Um, a lot of people are considering Jackson Ford. And I've seen him as like a um, a pretty popular trade-in or like, you know, people really happy that they picked him up. I just don't, I don't see how he's going to play. I think he did play 80 minutes last week. I don't see how he continually does that. Like, I think I said this in last week's video, but you've got Barnett, you've got Tohu Harris, you've got uh, Josh Curran, and then you've got, um, I'm missing someone here, but they've, they've got um, Jazz Tavanga. He's coming back as well. Like, there's a lot of guys that could either play second row for a little bit or at least compete for minutes. Curran played stuff all minutes. I think he played like 15 or 20 minutes last week. He was one of their better forwards last year. I don't see that happening for a long time. I think he's just coming back from injury. And you've got Tavanga to come back in as well. So I think 
Jackson Ford, if you've got him, well done. If you don't, I would not be trading him in. And I think that's a that's definitely a deal a hill that I'm ready to die on. Um, but yeah, aside from that, we'll move on to the next game. 5.30, this should be a really good game. The Raiders had a close loss to the Cowboys away from home, uh, and they'll unfortunately have to go back to Queensland again to play the Dolphins. I think this game is at Redcliffe. Um, if I remember, it's weird that they don't have that on there. But um, Dolphins, super impressive last week. I think um, Tabuo, Fido, Isako, they're pretty popular trade-ins. They, played, they both played really well last week. Obviously, Isako's got the goal-kicking. Uh, I'll chat about them a little bit later in the video. Oh, Marshall King was excellent last week. He had a line break that led to just like scooted out dummy half from memory and then stood up their first ever try for Tabio Fido, which is excellent to watch. Um, forward pack, unfortunately, Ray Stone's out. So if you had him in fantasy or in super coach, he's out. Definitely not a trade out. He got like 30 points, I think, roughly in NRL fantasy. I assume pretty much all in base. Um, I wouldn't be touching him. I think he should be out just for one or two weeks. Just for holding, he'll make you cash sort of slowly throughout the season. Rapana, um, I forgot what he did, but it was something stupid, so he suspected for three weeks. Um, so they've got Albert Hapapawadi now on the wing. Um, and unfortunately, Josh Papali is still not back, so Pasami Solo is still there. Um, I think with both of these teams, <laughs> this game is going to be a bit of a lottery. Like with the Raiders, they were crap in the first half. I think they were losing 18-6. to So it was the fact that they got back to 18-18, was that like want you know a big effort and, and they're not going to be able to replicate that or on the flip side did the dolphins go all in on round one to get up for that game against the roosters and maybe they're going to have a down week like you just they are well the dolphins is their second ever game and the raiders are a bloody inconsistent team with no rapana with no savage with no papali um and danny levi starting hooker like i think this game anything could happen to you know actually be a fun game to follow because you just have no idea who to tip, who to punt on, whatever. Um, one player that I may talk about later, but in case I forget about him, Con Connolly Lemuelu. Um, he got 60 plus points, I think it was. Like he did really well in NRL fantasy, uh, scored a try, so I'm sure he did really well in Super Coach as well. I'd be really wary of him, or like trading him in this week. Bench edge back rollers and like almost never good fantasy or super coach options. So yes, he did well last week. He actually played really well. Well, if you watched him in life, like from a footy perspective as well, um, I would not be trading him in this week. I'd, I'd wait for at least one more week just to see what their rotations are like. I think Kenny Bromwich moved to the middle because Lemuelu scored his try on the left. Is that going to happen again? What's their sort of forward pack rotation? You'd want to have two looks before you commit um, for something like that. But if he does get, oh, I want to say, 45 or 50 minutes or more this week, then I'd be trading him in, in NRL Fantasy because he's available at center. I think that'd be, he'd be a great option. Supercoach, I'm not too sure whether you want someone like that's not going to play the 80 um, coming off the bench. I don't know if you trade him in. If he scores another try, he'll have a really low break even. He'd be a good cash cow, so you'd maybe look at him for that. Um, but wait and watch him, at least for this week. Um Raiders, there's nothing really too much to talk about. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on to the next game. Oh, uh, one thing I will say, Tapine didn't have the best stats. Look, to be fair, he, he played a big stint in that first half where they were defending for most of it. And you know, they were playing the Cowboys really strong pack. So hopefully for us, um, or oh, I think I've got Tapine in both comps, if not, well, I definitely have him in one of them. 
um, <laughs> hopefully repays us against the um, the Dolphins pack in a game where he's going to have to step up. Like Papali's still missing. He's going to have to play big minutes. I think Ricky was like a little bit wary of playing in big, big minutes in um in North Queensland week one in the heat as well. So hopefully he gets some more minutes and he's a lot more impactful this game and they're not just bloody defending for the first 30 minutes when he's on. Um, Storm Bulldogs, this should be interesting because the Storm played really sort of gutsy footy last week. Obviously, like Munster came back with a compound fracture. Grant got the match winning try, like just really gutsy performance. And now they actually they they maintain that record of not having lost around one game for 20 odd years. The whole time Craig Bellamy has been there. The dogs were abysmal. Um I think it was 31 to 6 or something that they lost. Manly carved them up. Um I didn't watch this game unfortunately, but from what I heard, it was pretty close. It was like 12, 6 or 6 all or something. And then Carl Feinigan got like a bit of a bullshit sin bin. And that somewhat turned the game, and then the dogs could just never get it back after that. Um, I think, yeah, but unfortunately, the dogs are then traveling to Amy Park as well. So, I think this game, from a yeah, tipping or punting point of view, again, it's going to be a really hard one to predict. But the way I look at it, if they've got Munster missing, they've got Pappenhausen missing, Pappenhausen missing, still got a lot of their forward pack that's moved on or like, or sort of like at least new to the club, if not missing, it's still a relatively sort of weaker storm outfit than what we're used to for from years gone by. Um where the dogs had a crap first round um first round start. But if you sort of look at their team, like they've got pretty much the cattle that they're they're gonna expect to have. Like they'll have uh Panda Jr. back maybe sort of two or three weeks from now. But that's pretty much it in terms of like what they're missing. Um because um who was it not Ryan Sutton um the other forward, um, Luke Thompson. That's one. <laughs> Luke Thompson, the British Bulldog, he's going to be missing for half a season. So it's like, for the dog, I think they had a really bad outing first up, but I can actually see some improvement because they still do have Burden. They've got, you know, Ado, Burden and Car from last year. Marnie had a great game last week. They've got Sutton and Kickout in the pack that are new as well. Like, I think they'll, they'll play better than they did last week. And the Storm are missing now Munster as well. Like, could that mean the dogs get close? We'll have to wait and watch. But I think just quickly from a fantasy point of view, <laughs> I think people are going to be rushing to get rid of Burden. I think you've got to give him one more week. Like, if you obviously had a really good second half to 2022, and if you've got him in your fantasy or super coach team, I just don't see why you trade him out after one week when they obviously had a crap game as a team. I reckon just hold at least one more week, see how he goes. Um, nothing else really. Do not trade him trying to wish out. He's probably going to have like two, maybe three games in the halves, and then he's going to be a bench utility again. So it'll be a really crap uh, auto emergency risk for super coach, and just it'll stall any money making from an NRL fantasy point of view as well. Warbrick, um, I personally left him out last week just because that had a tough game um, up against the Eels, but I'll be playing him this week because my other guys like Khan Pereira were absolute crap. So <laughs> hopefully Warbrick delivers for a lot of us that are playing him. All right, next game, Tigers-Knights. The Tigers were had a lot of hype going into round one. Um, obviously, Coruscant, Clemmer, uh, Papali coming into the team. And they already had, you know, sort of really um, strong middle forwards like Twal and Offer Gawi. Um, and it was Okamanu was you know, hopefully going to be in much better shape than he was last year. But they were, yeah, pretty disappointing, to be honest, against a Titans team who... Also, really shouldn't be a top eight team. So it was pretty disappointing for the Tigers to lose at home 
against a Queensland team that is most likely going to be a bottom ranked team. So disappointing start to the season for them, but they're up against the Knights who also lost in round one and are probably going to be somewhat around them on the ladder this year. So hopefully the Tigers can put up a, a good account for themselves. Um, Fenua Borle misses out for the Tigers. Adam Elliott misses out for the Knights. Um, nothing really from a fantasy point of view that's really worth talking about. I think a couple of people I saw on on the NRL Fantasy Fanatics Forum and a couple of other places had Coruscant and Brooks. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with them really as picks in the preseason, but with the score they've got, and it's, you're going to be, have to be pretty ballsy to keep them. Um, I think with Coruscant, look, he, he's obviously barely had a preseason. I think Sheen's even talked about the fact that he's obviously had a lot less of a preseason than other players and they're going to warm you into the season. I honestly think just cut your losses. Um, he's going to take, you know, a few weeks to get up to match fitness. Then you'll have maybe, you know, seven, eight rounds of sort of playing a lot more minutes than he has in round one. But then he's potentially going to be missing due to origin anyway. It's also the Tigers. Like, you just can't trust them as a team. He might be one that you just trade out, cut your losses after round one. Whereas Brooks, honestly, like, I don't know why people picked him. But I think if you have, you can't let one score get in the way and, and just trade him out straight away. He's a back. He could light it up against the Knights and then, you know, start making a lot of cash after that. So I think if you have Coruscant, trade him out. If you have Brooks, I'd give him one more week at least just to see how it goes. If you don't have Dewey, get him in. He looked great. It's got to try. Um, just looks really impressive. He has his hands on the ball a lot as well. Um, aside from that, I think Laurie and Nofaluma had decent stats last week. Um, you hope that they sort of get up and going and as the Tigers improve. Um, for the Knights, it was really sad to see Ponga HIA late in the game with the game on the line. Um, hopefully he can um he can do a lot more this week and sort of build on his combinations. I think in one of our punters preview articles, I caught out Lachlan Fitzgibbon as a really good try scorer or anytime try scorer play because you know, Ponga and Fitzgibbon on the left side, and then Fitzgibbon scored a minute into the game, which is pretty cool. Um Frizzell got a HIA early. I'd actually look at him maybe a week or two from now. Highly doubt that he's going to ever get a look back into Origin at this stage in his career. Um, so Frizzell leaks money, just like um, Tavita Totola. He might actually be like a decent um, decent buy with his, uh, with his good buy schedule if he's a lot cheaper in NRL Fantasy and Supercoach. Um, aside from that, I don't think there's too much. I'd be looking out for Greg Marju. Um, he's one that I didn't know about. I really thought Heimel Hunt had that left winger spot. I was really excited. I played him in every comp and obviously scored a try, which is awesome. But unfortunately, Marju's back on the extended bench and he could even get the spot back off him. Um, off of um, sorry, what am I saying? Not Heimel Hunt. Uh, am I saying Heimel Hunt? Yes. <laughs> sorry, Heimel Hunt. Uh, he could get the spot off him. Um, in in final team. So watch out for that. Lachlan Miller did reasonably well stats-wise. Hopefully can continue getting tackle breaks for anyone that owes him. Owns him, sorry. Move on to the next game. Last game for the round, the mighty dra <laughs> Dragons against the Titans. Oh, God. This this is two teams that, unfortunately, I don't think would make in the eight. I think Dragons could be very close to the wooden spoon, given what the Dolphins showed us last week. Um, in terms of their, their team, DeBellin's out from a calf injury, I think, or like... um. Shouldn't be too much longer, but DeBellin's obviously not named for round one. Jack Bird gets that lock spot. Um, he could be a really nice option at center in NRL fantasy for anyone sort of gutsy enough to play him um, in your centers straight away. But he's also, I think, coming back from injury, so I'd be wary. 
Um, I personally don't want to spend 600k on Jack Bird, um, even if he is available to be picked in the centers in NRL fantasy. I'll be waiting on him for like a week or two. Hopefully, DeBellin comes back next week and we get like a proper indication of where Bird's going to play and what kind of minutes he's get, going to get. I think Murdoch Basile is a is a really poor pick for people taking him into their into their teams. He's thirty plus. He's not going to be able to play eighty minutes in the back row, and if he does, because of their team being short on forwards, he's going to have a really poor work rate. And you're not sort of expecting the attacking stats that he used to get earlier in his career. He was a really good try scorer in the Super League from memory. You're just not going to get like the attacking output because he's playing for a poor team or the work rate because he's just not that type of player. So I think he's one that I'd definitely be staying away from. Um, Sloan as well, like poor work rate. He's like a Tabuai Fudo type of guy, like, you know, has speed, has class, but he's not going to really have many opportunities and he doesn't have much work rate. So I'd be staying away from him as well. Um, Brimson played well last week. Um, Boyd played or played reasonably well. Um, Foran had some nice touches, but he could be laid out due to injury. Um, aside from that, Tino was really poor stats wise. He's a, he's another one where you picked him for a reason. He had like that really great run of stats in the last sort of five six weeks, playing at prop at the end of last season. I've picked him. I think it's in my NRL fantasy or, or one of my teams. Um, NRL Fantasy or NRL Supercoach. Either way, I'm not touching him. Like he had really impressive stats at the end of last season, and you can't just give up on him as a gun after one week. Um, looking at that pack, they've got a utility in Campbell. Um, he could potentially be starting if Foran's out. Like Brimson, Brimson could go to five eight. Campbell could go to fullback. Um, regardless, I think you've got Fotowaka, Clark, and McIntyre to get middle minutes with Tino. Like I think his minutes might not be super high. Like it might be around 50, 55, but you just hope up against the Dragons pack this week, he really shows you something. And look, to be fair, if you had another poor week in terms of stats and, and sort of fantasy and super coach output, then yeah, get him out of there. <laughs> but I think you've got to give him one more week as a gun in your side. So that's it for the, the team's review. I'm going to move on. First, I'm going to go through NRL fantasy. Again, this is statistics.com made by one of the guys on the NRL fantasy fanatics forum. By far my favorite resource for NRL fantasy. And to be honest, probably for Supercoach as well, just because it's so easy to go through information on here. Um, I thought it'd just be really cool to, because it's early in the year, um, just sort of keep these videos a little bit more generic and high level and, and cover sort of like overall trends that are going on. Um, and then in a couple of weeks when we sort of have enough information to go off in the new year, I can start doing Q&As um, and getting sort of user questions and stuff as well. So looking into, this is all for NRL fantasy, by the way. I don't think there's too much to tell in terms of ownership, but the who's hot and who's not section is pretty interesting. Um, so looking at who's hot, Hopgood, if you didn't have him, bring him in. Don't overthink it. Cartwright, I think it's fine to bring him in this week because he's still under 300K, I think, from memory. Um, but regardless, like, just fix your mistake. Bring him in. He had really, really good games. That's why at least last week. Um Ilias, I think that's silly. Um, he had one amazing game. He was probably man of the match. I assume he was man of the match. Uh, scored a try. I think he had two tries to Campbell Graham from memory. Played really well. But you don't bring him in just off one performance. You know that the Rabbitohs go to their left. It's just that this game, they happen to go a lot to their right. I don't think Ilias is going to sort of like significantly improve this year to the point where you trade him in after one performance. Um, Tabuai Fudo... Did really well last week. 
and I think I think he's available in the centers. Um, yep, yeah, he is available in the centers. So I think given that you could probably um you could probably bring him into your centers, and I think that's okay. But at the end of the day, the Dolphins had one really good performance, and Tabio Fido was super involved. Is are both of those that things going to continue for the rest of twenty twenty three? My money's on no, so I'm not touching him. But if that helps you with your team because you were stuck with like an Alamotti or a, a what's it called um um Talal, Tommy Talal, if that's the case, sure, I think that's an upgrade if you've got cash left over. Um, but I wouldn't be rejigging your whole side just to bring him or an Asako in. I think that's just silly based off one performance. Josh Keane, the Storm Pack is genuinely stuffed and they they are genuinely short on middle forwards. So I think like he's actually a reasonable pick, but you, you know that's most likely going to be short term. Len Welu, as I said, I think he, it's okay because again, it plugs your centers. But again, I, I personally will be waiting one more week. And look, if he gets that 50 plus minutes on the edge, he can score like a another 40 plus with a lot of base. I'd look at him, but he's already priced, I think close to a 30 average. So I, I think it's a gutsy pick, you know, like he could go off for two or three weeks of the next five and he becomes an awesome cash cow, plugs your centers and it's a great pick. I'm personally going to watch another week. Um, going into who's not, Munster's out for somewhere between two to four weeks. Fair enough. Radley got a low score last week, was concussed. I reckon he misses this week because of concussion. Don't know why that many people had Radley. Um, but then the, on the flip side, if he does play, the Roosters are stuffed for forwards and he could actually get bigger minutes and, and sort of bigger scores than usual. So him and Brandon Smith are same, in the same boat. He Radley got smashed. Uh, sorry, Radley had a concussion. Brandon Smith got smashed in the ribs. If they do play, I reckon they're good picks and you want to keep them. But if they don't play, I reckon you trade them out because they've got to buy in a couple of weeks anyway. So those are two are really interesting. Gunn apparently only got about 50 minutes. Didn't play that well. The Panthers lost. And he's kind of a price star, so I reckon like, fair enough people trading him out. Burden, I reckon you should stick with at least for one week. I think it's silly to sort of pick him based off his half of the season last year, you know, an improved dog side, and then give up just because they had one poor loss to the, the Sea Eagles and, and obviously he didn't do too much. Um, I don't know why people had coats anyway, but I think if you did, why would you trade him up trade him out after one game? That makes no sense. Um, Blore, oh, I forgot if he's uh, if he's named or not, but no, he is named this week. Again, he's a cash cow. Like Bateman still isn't named, unless you're jumping to like an obvious cash cow that you missed that did really well. I don't see why people are trading him. Raystone, don't trade him. He's going to be missing a week or two, I reckon, based off the the mail that I've seen, and it just th- there's no reason to trade him again. Arrow, don't know why people had him, but fair enough. He's you know got a hammy strain, um, he's probably, get, well, he's at least out for this week, probably misses a, a week or two more, fair enough. AKP, we <laughs> we knew he had no base stats, we knew he was all tries, he didn't get any tries. Uh, if you're jumping to another catch card, you missed, that's fair enough. Um, Captain CY, so I thought this was really interesting, like, obviously with no hinds, a lot of people had to, or pretty much chose to to go Cleary, I get that. 36% was pretty interesting for, for me, um, and then like Murray, Grant, Tedesco. I love how yeah, a lot of non-active guys picking Hines, but um, Murray, Grant, Tedesco. Let's just say Trell and Hopgood. Like obviously Grant and Hopgood, or Grant did well. Hopgood did really well. Trell got early sixties, so he did alright. 
Teddy did not work out well for most people. And yeah, Murray, I think Murray and Grant both got sort of mid to late 60s. Latrell got early 60s. Hopgood got 80-ish or early 80s. So I think, yeah, those are all decent options. And then Teddy didn't do so well. Um, I'm personally, well, first I didn't even pick Cleary. Um, so I, I went Murray captain last week. I'm going to go him captain again this week. Um, it, it depends on what your aims are for the season. For me, I've got no reason to be happy with like a top 1K or a top 2K or whatever rank. For me, I just want to try to win it and I'm happy to take as many risks as possible. So I told you I already didn't have Cleary. Um, I'll probably go Murray again and just play like captains he will let with some of the middle forwards and who I think will get um, big minutes, could score tries. Um, very quickly, top gainers and losers. Obviously, Hopgood, again, if you don't have him, just get him in, don't think twice. Isako is an interesting one. I personally wouldn't be getting him in, but you know, if you think the Dolphins can do well for the next month, obviously read them wrong in game one. Um, if you think you can plug in a, a spot in your team, make some money for you while he's at it, not, not the worst option. I get that. Nichols wouldn't be trading him in. He scored a try last week. He did have really good stats, but he's not going to be doing that every week. Ilias, I think is a silly trade. Had a great game last week. Don't see that being repeatable. Josh King, I think, could make some money for you and get some good points for you. So if you need a mid-ranger, I get that. That's cool. Um, Cardi, think good trade. You can't trade him in after this week because it's too close to all the power forwards coming back. And he would have already made the best part of 100 grand. So you either trade him in if you don't have him or you just leave him for the season pretty much. Um, Lemuelu, I think you should wait one week just because he's playing for the Dolphins. He had scored a try last week. He's a bench edge back row at the moment. Um, but if you do want him, get him into your centers now. Like you can't, you can't wait till next week because he's kind of then again, you know, put on like eighty k on his price, and it's just too late. So you either get him in or you don't. I think you shouldn't. Same with Cardi, get him in or you don't. I think I think you should. Um. Top loser, this is going to be really fun. Like, I think in two to three weeks, you know, we should have, like, a handful of guys that have dropped close to 100K, and you can kind of take your pick. I think current stacked Warriors pack, I would not be touching him, even in a couple of weeks. Totola is one. Like, they've got a really good buy schedule. He's not going to play Origin. I actually would look at him. If he comes back next week, he'll lose another, let's just say, 30K, maybe 20K, like, the week after. It's like, by the end of round four, he would have lost 100K, and I think... Him and Frizzell are two that you could consider based on sort of your team and your makeup. Coruscant, I'd be staying away from, as I said, um, and and Burden. I'll actually be looking at potentially trading him in if he keeps leaking cash because I think it could be like last season when the, when the Bulldogs started slow. They'd just need some time. Marnie, kick out, come into the team. TPJ back. Round four or five, if he's dropped 100K, I think we could see the best of him. After that, um, what I thought would be cool is I'll actually go through my team. Um, I should be clear that, like, you know, I've never got a, a top 100 finish or anything like that in NRL fantasy. I'm really good with sort of knowing the NRL and knowing the teams and players and forward pack rotations and all this kind of stuff. And, and obviously our company um, does models for draft stars, which is very similar to NRL fantasy. Um, but I'm, I'm not someone who's won, won the comp before or anything like that. So take my sort of advice with a grain of salt. Um, and obviously see what's best for your team as well. But as you can see from my team, I think I've made one trade. I've gone Brandon Smith for Reese Walsh. Um, honestly, it's not because I panicked and sold Brandon Smith. It's just because my backs were a joke. I had um, Alamotti and I think AKP where Walsh is now and 
Um, who's the other guy? Talal in the center. So basically, aside from Teddy, I had four rookies. I went into the season accepting that that was going to make for a roller coaster ride. But I just thought, like, with a couple of minor changes, like I brought Warbrick in because he's got an E2 matchup. So that helped fix me, fix one of my four spots aside from Teddy. And then I thought, look, if I can get Reese Walsh in, he's very low ownership because he missed round one for the Broncos. And if I can get him in instead of Brad Smith, I know Boyd at Hooker doesn't look great, but I've, I've got faith in him to do, do a reasonable job getting the goal kicking and sort of like the kick meters for the Titans. Um, and, and they're obviously up against the Dragons this week. So I'm more than happy with this team generally. And I'm going to be doing the loophole with Kepi in this spot and see who does better out of Talau and AKP. The difference between seven points and maybe 11, I reckon. Um, but yeah, really excited about bringing Walsh in. Low ownership percentage means that Teddy, Walsh, um, and I reckon as long as Hunt does play, I'll be pretty confident that like Hunt and Warbrick will go all right as well. Alamotti, if he gets close to 20, I'm happy. So I'm, I'm really happy with my team generally. Trindle got another week, some more cash, um, cash, uh, what's called increases. And I reckon he could probably get like that sort of 35 to 40-ish score pretty consistently. And I'm hoping Hines isn't back to around four. So that'll be three weeks of Trindle playable in my team. Um, and then I'll have to somehow piss off <laughs> Preston AKP or Talau. I'm hoping Stone's back next week because I think he's good for about 30 or so points as well. But anyways, pretty happy with my team. Um, I know 803, a score of 803 and a ranking of 17,000 does not look great. Um, but I'm really happy with Murray as captain. I'm pretty much happy with everyone in my team. Now that Talau and AKP, only one of them scoring and like a loop. Um, yeah, pretty happy with my team overall. And let's see how we go after the first sort of three or four rounds. Um, so super coach, let's have a quick look at super coach. Um, NRL fantasy, as I said, guys, like I've been sort of on that NRL fantasy fanatics forum for like 10 years, reading hours a day of forum updates and late mail and, and strategy and stuff. Where super coach, I basically do for fun. So I'm, I'm not going to proclaim to be some sort of expert, but I will just go through trends and, and very quickly. Um, just cover like who's been crediting it out and all that kind of stuff. Um, looking very quickly at, oh, let's start with the captains. That'll be really fun to sort of dissect. So Nathan Cleary, again, most popular captain. I think he in Supercoach, I do have him in my team, but there's no way I'm going to captain him just because I know he's the most popular player in the game. And I don't think he's like statistically clearly the best player. As you can see, even with their prices and their averages, like there's quite a few options that are, sort of above 800k so i think personally <laughs> i think the panthers have had a lot of success and i don't like teams that are successful so i've got a little bit of bias in there but i just think that if there's clearly that many players at least a handful of players above 100k uh, 800k you've actually got a lot of captaincy options so there's just like no reason to go oh i'll captain cleary i think that's that's unnecessary um especially early in the season i'm just happy to take a few risks so Looking at this, there's two people above 20%. From memory, I went Teddy. I thought they'd smack the Dolphins. They did it. It ended up badly. Clearly, it was a safe option. I think he did um, He did all right last week. Um, aside from that, Grant obviously did well. Scott a try at the end. Trell would have done all right as well. Um, I think what will be interesting is picking a captain for this week. Uh, I'll go to my team in, in, in a second. Oh, that's right. I've gone Teddy Vice-Captain because I think he plays on the Saturday at 3 o'clock, I think it is. Um, David Fifita plays on the Sunday, plays against the Dragons in their first game of the season. Um, he already had like a, or he set up their first try from memory with like a really good 
um, line break and, and try assist. And I've, I've got confidence in, in David Fee to do well. And I, I want to take the attacking option, as I mentioned. But I've got Teddy as my vice captain. If he sort of get, gets a huge score against the Warriors, I'll obviously um, set up a loop and, and lock that in over for Fida. Um, but I thought it'd be cool to go through that. Just quickly, vice captain. You can see just like how popular Cleary was as captain or vice captain. So he's like, what, 40, almost 45% of teams there, just over 30% with Teddy. And then everyone else is what that sort of like 10, 15 type of percent over here. Um, I'll very quickly, ah, I'll go through the traded out and traded in players as well. Um, Munster, injured, fair enough. Burden, I've said it before, give him another week at least. Brand Smith could be a laid out because those ribs, but there's nothing official being said. And if he plays, he's playing the Warriors. He's going to have to play big minutes. He's a, he's actually a good pick. So I think he's one where you have to actually like wait for final teams an hour before the game. Talau and AKP, people trading him out. It's fine, but who are you trading them to? You know, if it's like an obvious battle, if you didn't have Warbrick, for example, like fair enough, but I just don't know who you're trading these guys to. Um, so I'll just be wary of trading them for another cheapie who could then do badly while these guys do well the next week. Um, Ghana played 50 minutes Panthers lost I think it's okay to trade him out there's probably a few others that have probably did a better job in around that price range Law he got concussed so I think it's silly that people are trading out Akashi um, that got concussed like just keep him in your team let him have one more week see how he goes um, going into traded in I think Asako and Tabuai Fido Wait one more week. They're not going to increase in prices after this round. It would be after the round after that. So you're not losing anything. You get a free shot at looking at how they go. Game two for the Dolphins. Are they actually going to be competitive? Was that one off? Duehi, if you don't have him, fair enough. He gunned it. He looked good. I get it. Um, Hopgood's the same. Like, <laughs> don't even think. Just trade him in. Just he'd be the number one trading for people that don't have him. Uh, Ponga, I think, got one or two good attacking plays. Almost got a try. It was just held up by um, Nickel, uh, Nickel Klockstad last week at fullback. So Ponga could have a really good game, actually. So if you don't have him already, have him already fair enough if you want to trade him in. As I said, King got huge stats last week. Fair enough if you're trading him in. And Elias, he had one amazing game. I wouldn't be going off that. Be wary of, of bringing him in. I think that's it for the super coach there. Um, my super coach team, as I mentioned, I am not as good or knowledgeable about super coach. Um, I'm relatively happy with my team, but I kind of play super coach in an NRL fantasy style and, and end up like not doing very well, to be honest. Um, with this team, I've actually got no trades at the moment. Like I might end up making one, but I'm pretty pretty happy with everything, to be honest. Like um, if there's someone that I've obviously missed. Let me know maybe in the comments or, or in the Discord. But um, I've got Olukawatu missing this week. Um, Trindle, who when they're playing weaker teams, I'd be happy to play him if Heinz is in the back. My backs are crap, but I don't really have the money to do anything about it. I went into the season knowing that they'll be crap because I wanted Tapine, Haas, Tino, Fafida, Carrigan, um, and, and Olukawatu actually in my forwards knowing oh and actually had uh cleary and teddy as well like i knew that i had like a, a guns and cheapies approach and i was i was happy to live with that um aside from that i think we're we're all good for round two so look we're gonna sort of have this um have this video as a, a youtube video we're gonna pull it out to an anchor um, podcast you can listen to it on spotify or on apple Podcasts as well um there's also gonna be a written like a like a really short and sharp 
written version of this as well. Um, and our sort of thought process with this is like the first two or three rounds, it'll just be me talking through teams and talking through what's going on on NRL Fantasy and NRL Supercoach. Uh, but we've got around 70 people in both competitions in our open league where we had the $500 in prizes up for grabs for by the end of the season. Um, so obviously, you know, please get involved on our Discord and our socials. And from next week, if you do have any questions, let us know because we'll start um start actually addressing those. Um, and I've I've kind of gone through teams and and fantasy and super coach to kind of go through who the most popular traded in traded out guys are. Um, and obviously that should sort of help you hopefully, and and obviously let us know if you've got any other opinions. Um, but for next week we'll get we'll start getting a little bit more specific when cash rouse to cash rises start coming in, super coach prices start to change. And fantasy will know a lot more after the second game and forward pack rotations and, and who teams are preferring on left and right sides and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll go through that all of that next week. But again, check out our link tree if um if you want to join our socials, our Discord, it's all free. Got that Google spreadsheet that I'll update uh, and a whole heap of other resources as well. Good luck for round two, guys, and I'll uh, I'll catch you next week.